The best thing about being a teen girl is getting to have a cowgirl summer. Whoa-oh, this is the Pure Boys, a Christian podcast, but God told us to change. Whoa-oh, so for the summer we're watching cowgirl flicks. Whoa-oh, get in the action, feel the attraction, horses and teens are what a dream. Whoa-oh, I want to be free, yeah, free to ride some horses. Man. I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song. Yeehaw! What's up, you fudge packers? Welcome to Pure Boys. <laughs> it's cowgirl Yeehaw! summer. Yeehaw! Packers. <laughs> I'm Zach Rajah yeah. Bryant. And you're packing fudge. I'm also Jonathan Toiler Toiler. I really thought you were going to say, and I'm also Zachariah Ty Bryant. <laughs> that is my go-to joke usually, just repeating what other people say. <laughs> it works, though. If it works, work it, you know? Yeah. This week, we are starting... Oh, you thought Medea went on too long. Guess what? We have so much summer ahead of us. We thought, what better way to celebrate the best time of year than to watch as many cowgirl movies as we can cram into the summer so buckle up and and put on your spurs because we're in cowgirl summer oh yeah we're cramming we're gonna cram so hard and we're cramming all the way through august so don't <laughs> worry this is happening to you listeners if you thought hey haven't they done only 15 episodes so far that's right by the time we're done cowgirl summer over half of our episodes that have been released will be about cowgirl <laughs> so what is this podcast is it a christian movie podcast is it a cowgirl christian movie podcast who knows that's up to you to decide but we're doing well, it. it. It's about love, and we love cowgirl movies. That's right. And I just figured that out today, mm -hmm. but I love it. I can't wait to see so many more rodeos and different <sighs> aspects of rodeos. Horses, mini horses, love. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all going to be there. Like the great Alan Jackson says, we're going to be learning a lot about living and a little about love. And Billy. oh <laughs> This isn't gonna get annoying at all, but I'm doing it again. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> This week we're talking about the twenty fourteen Cowgirl classic Cowgirls and Angels two Dakota's Summer. And if you said did they talk about Cowgirls and Angels one? No we did not. Maybe we will, but from what I've read we don't really need to. Not a lot carries over from that one into this one. A couple of characters and, like, the name of the organization, that's pretty much it. So, doesn't really matter. It would have been cool to have, like, a montage to lead us in, but that would have probably taken away from the opening credits, which I oh. love. But I guess we can't get into no. that now. we got to start with our prayer. That's right, yes. Oh, we didn't... Dis oh, we're just doing regular Pure Boys prayer? or Regular... You don't want to say God Regular bless. Ours you don't want to say God bless our cowgirls. God bless all cowgirls. I love cowgirls. No. All right, then let's start with the pure boys prayer. <laughs> God, God bless, bless our podcast. God bless bless our, our podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I, love I love cowgirls. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, we should have gone with the cowgirls one. You're right. Well, I was right, but that's okay. Maybe next week or maybe never again. We'll see. Who knows? Cowgirls Summer is all about finding yourself and discovering what's important to you and finding your truth. And for us, maybe we love our podcast. Maybe we love all podcasts or maybe we love all cowgirls, but we'll find out as the summer goes on. Listeners, just so you know, we are both wearing bright pink cowboy hats right now because we are cowgirls by choice got a ride. And uh, what better way to celebrate? What better way to get in the spirit of things? What did you do to prepare for cowgirl summer today? I shaved everywhere. Nice. And that's it. (laughs) That's all I did all day was I sat in the tub and I shaved myself. And I uh, sang uh, uh, cowgirl summer. Lovely. I listened to Good Time by Alan Jackson pretty much all day today. <laughs> just constantly listening to Good on Time. A loop? Not on a loop, but just like whenever I had a moment, I would just put on Good Time and be like, all right, feeling good. Got to keep my spirits high. Got to keep this cowboy energy. Sorry, cowgirl energy way up. Yeah, cowboys are for the week. That's right. What did you think of the new theme song, Johnny? You haven't listened to it before. I loved it. You definitely went for a higher register than your normal singing voice. Yeah. And it worked. Oh, it thank slayed. You. <laughs> I thought it was the highest I could uncomfortably sing. And uh, when when I picked the song, I went, I could probably sing that. And then I sang it and went, oh, no, this is way too high. Uh, I guess I have to sing in an awful falsetto. So I went out to my car in the rain and I sang it into my phone because I was too ashamed to do it in my house. <laughs> Couldn't do it in my house. <laughs> Couldn't. Didn't want my wife to hear me doing it. I was like, I gotta go hide my shame in the car. And you did it in the rain. Yeah. Well, it just happened to be. I, I recorded it. I recorded a version a couple days ago in like a parking lot near Cowtown. <laughs> I had to get some stuff, <laughs> and I was like, I'll just do it quickly here. And then I didn't really like how it turned out. So then this morning, I was like, I got. I got a better. I'm gonna. I can do it better. And that's better, apparently. So here I'm, we are. Parking near Cowtown makes 100% uh, sense. Mm-hmm. You were very much in the right when you did that. Thank you. But uh, I like your instincts doing it again, taking it uh, a rego. I think it really oh, brought oh. some clarity. Kevin Sorbo. Sorry. Read of the week. I didn't mean for that to start. I was just okay, clicking it to prepare. Okay, let's go with it, baby. No, I'm sorry. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to start it. Okay, so this week's uh, Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week, right at you. <laughs> it's just as easy to buy a scientist as it is to buy a politician. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Think about that. Think about it, Kevin. I thought he was going to say it's just as easy to buy a silencer as anything else. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But... Down with science. Down with science. I love that his implication is that, like, the scientists are lying to you. They've been bought off by big, I don't know, tobacco? Who's buying off the scientists? Oh, definitely big tobacco. They did kind of uh, release some sketchy stuff in the early aughts. That's very true, yeah. They really blew up big tobacco's spot, and they were like, hey, what the frick, guys? <laughs> I thought you guys were cool. Like, I love that Kevin is implying that, like, that scientists are being bought off, but then, like... The very people that scientists would be trying to trick don't care about what scientists have to say anyway. Like, it's like the, the people that would, that would like, oh, like the, if scientists are lying to you about something, those people wouldn't care at all. Johnny's taking his pink cowboy hat off. 
I couldn't do it, man. You... It was so uncomfortable. I'm sitting on a couch. It, cowboy hats weren't made for couches. You know what? That's a very good point. God, that's a really great name for a country song. I'm going to shut that Kevin Sorbo thing off. That's a great <laughs> name for a country song, actually. Cowboy hats weren't made for couches. I like that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's almost poetic. Almost. No, it pretty much is. I had an idea no, had an idea for a, a country song called Break Up at the Grey Cup, and it was all about a guy <laughs> finding out... It was all about a guy finding out that his girl cheated on him with Mike Pinball Clemens, and then he was like, he just like breaks up with her at the Grey Cup, and it's a big thing, and Pinball loses the Grey Cup, and he's all excited about it. It was the whole thing. Now, for all you New Yorkians, the Grey Cup is like the Super Bowl, but in Canada. Yeah, it's the much just for worse. Content. It's it's the Super Bowl. If the biggest get the Super Bowl could get was Theory of a Dead Man to perform at the halftime show. <laughs> And people were like, I feel like psyched. a woman. People were psyched that Theory of a Dead Man was there. They'd be like, yeah. oh yeah. my God. <laughs> That's why they go. Oh, of course. Yeah. To see Theory of a Dead Man, to watch Skidoo's f- do flips behind Theory of a Dead Man while they perform. Nothing that I'm saying is a lie. All of it is true. Yeah, it's cool as frick, though. You ever see that kind of action at a Super Bowl? <laughs> no. No. You might see the you might see the black eyed peas fly in on like a frickin' flying motorcycles or something, but like so what? That's a dime a dozen. Who cares? You ever seen a snowmobile yeah, do a I see flip? flying motorcycles all the time. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less about flying motor not that you see them all the time. I'm very impressed by that. I couldn't care less to see them myself. Whatever. I'm I'm shook. <laughs> that we could get Theory of a Dead Man to do a cover of Man, I Feel Like a Woman for us. I know. Me too. What else are they doing we right now? We probably could. Yeah, probably. I don't think... I feel like that guy's voice is way too low. My voice is already clearly not in the right register to sing that song. But that guy's voice is way below mine. <laughs> he would sound awful trying to sing that song. Plus, <laughs> he is so gosh darn straight, he would go, I could never say, man, I feel like a woman. Uh, do you understand <laughs> what that would do to my career if I said that? Could I say, man, I feel like a man? Could I do that? <laughs> could you say, woman, I feel like a man? <laughs> like growling? Because I'll do that. I'll do that any day <laughs> eating a bag of Doritos. I'll do it right now. <laughs> do I have to say the line, forget I'm a lady? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Forget I'm a man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't forget I'm a man. No. <laughs> Go totally crazy. Forget I'm a man. <laughs> it it works. It slays. Yeah. It, I like the implications of that. Like, what what is what does that look like to you, theory of a dead man guy? If you go totally crazy and forget you're a man, what does that mean? <laughs> what what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that. Because how do you forget? How do you? Uh, how do you know in the first place? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. I mean, you take a look between your legs to you see what Jennies you got, and you go, "Well, I mean, gender's a spectrum, so whatever." I'm I'm a man today. Man today, gone tomorrow. You know. <laughs> That's a slogan. I think everybody can uh, sign on to that one. I think we should sell a shirt that says "Go totally crazy, forget I'm a man." <laughs> it would sell to all like who would be the audience for that? Like the real audience. Uh nobody. Tweens. <laughs> you and me. 
No. If you want no. an honest answer, according to our analytics on our store, nobody would be the audience for that. I mean, they're just hearing about years now. That's or, true. Uh, last week. La- oh yeah. No, two weeks ago. Couple. Yeah. Oh man, I that years episode is maybe our best episode of any aspect of this show. I I listened to it today <laughs> and I laughed so hard listening to it, and I'm I'm in it. I made it, and it made me laugh that hard. I couldn't get enough of it. I gobbled it up. But uh, let's not, like, liquor taints too much. That's true. we got to talk about uh, a bunch of other taint liquors, and that's the Sweethearts <laughs> of the Rodeo. <laughs> I really like uh, calling our audience fudgepackers, too. <laughs> it came to me in a dream, and I was like, I'm going to just yell, what's up, you fudgepackers, at the start of this episode, because <laughs> why not? Why not? And of course we mean the factory workers that slave all day in the factory packing fudge. That's right. And then go home and have butt sex with their husbands. Or their wives. Sure. Yeah, I guess you can pack a woman's fudge. That's a good... You know what? That's a very good point, actually. You could totally pack a woman's fudge. (laughs) Anyone who's got a fudge factory, you could pack it there. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. I don't know why I stumbled on that so hard, but I feel like God was trying to get me to not say that statement. (laughs) Yeah, God's been really looking out for us a lot lately. He didn't look out for me. I mean, clearly I'm cursed to hell because he let me scream, what's up, Fudge Packers, at the start of the episode, and then say multiple times without slipping up. So clearly he's like, well, we're writing this guy off, I guess. He went totally crazy, forgot he's a man. Yeah, straight to, uh, what's that... In between hell and heaven place. Purgatory. Yeah, that's the one that people just made up. It's not in the Bible at all or anything. No, no, no. That's where all the unbaptized dead babies go. So it's just me and a bunch of dead babies. What's up? That's cool. You could probably make like a ramp. Oh, like off the dead. Sure. What would I ramp off of it, though? Like a bicycle. Those are in purgatory. If those are in purgatory, purgatory, purgatory doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, they probably have bicycles there. Probably. that's Yeah, that's probably the only means of transportation, and everything is, like, just a little too far apart. And you're like, ah, do I really want to ride, like, 15 blocks to get a Slurpee right now? Ah, how am I, I going to ride it back? I don't have, like, I got to hold the bar. I never learned how to ride without holding the handlebar. How else are you supposed to get around? How dumb would it be if purgatory didn't have some kind of mode of transportation? Or like you just you'd be dumbfounded. <laughs> if you got there and you're just like Well, clearly clearly there's gonna be no cars there because it's full of dead babies, and dead babies can't drive mm. cars, period. That's in the Bible. Nope. You said purgatory is not in the Bible, but they do say explicitly all these unbaptized dead babies cannot drive cars. Fact. From Jesus' lips to your ears. So, I guess, like, uh, big wheels? Like, how do babies get around? Crawling on their knees, I guess? Like, babies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably big wheels. I think, uh, like, big, big wheels. Like, too big for babies. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, ironic. And you're, like, you're crushing people under them. Like, they're so big in the front, you can't see where you're going. So, you're just running over babies constantly. Hey, Purgatory sounds well, like adults hell. Are. Yeah, yeah, of course. Babies can't use those big wheels. Yeah. So it's just me and a couple of other jabronis who like weren't quite bad enough for hell, but certainly weren't good enough for heaven. And God was like, stick them with the dead babies, I guess. <laughs> you know, thanks, thanks, uh, God. Put some big wheels in there. I don't care. 
Can you ever get what out size? Of- ah, big as possible. How big? How big can you make them? Like a, a penny farthing? Well, the size of a universe. What? We could make them that big. That's certainly true. Could Jesus make a big wheel so big that not even he could drive it? Is that in the Bible? I don't, that's a good question. Thank you. That's the question QAnon needs to answer. <laughs> yeah, QAnon, once you wrap up catching those pedos, answer us a couple of questions about God, please. Write us at yes i super picky on twitter or at pureboyspod at gmail.com or yes i super picky at gmail.com and uh not pureboyspod at twi- on twitter because that's friggin gone still it's still go- dead it's still locked down how is that even possible it's been like 6 weeks no 8 like 8 weeks when this comes out how is that even possible twitter what did we do besides tweet? Yes, it's super picky. Hashtag stop Asian hates. Hashtag Sonic Movie Two. At three hundred people within ten minutes. How is that a crime? As far as I'm concerned, it's been like a hundred weeks because this has been the biggest dagger to my heart that has ever existed. We want free speech. Yeah. We want to tell people yes, I super picky. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say. You know how many Yiz tweets I had ready to shoot at David A.R. White when last week's that episode dropped? And we didn't get to say any of them to him. I just wanted to text him, not text him, tweet him Yiz in all caps and just... Yes, I super picky. At David A.R. White, Yiz, yes, I super picky. And just see if the intern that runs his account likes it. That's all I wanted to do. Now I can't do that. Breaks my heart. Like... Is this even a free society we live in? Are what we, is happening? Are we in purgatory right now? Is it? Or yeah. is anybody listening? Should we just get to this gosh dang movie? We're vamping so much in this episode. <laughs> we have so much cowgirl talk. I think it's talk. good stuff. I think. I it's mean, a- we really do got to talk about this movie. This movie is legendary. It might <sighs> be the best movie we've seen so far. We might have shot our load on this. No, it's not better than Beckman. <laughs> Beckman is I disagree. A, you think this Beckman movie's better sucked. than you think Beckman? You did not. You do not think Beckman sucked. You went to bat for Beckman, and now you're going to turn your back on it. I don't think so, pal. So cliche. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Says this movie. Where in my notes, I literally write this movie ticks all the boxes of a cowgirl movie. <laughs> literally yeah. all of them. Exactly. It which is, is why it's the best. It, yeah, it's the it's the litmus test of cowgirl movies. Does it rank? Does how does your other cowgirl movies rank up with Cowgirls and Angels Two Dakota Summer? Well, we'll compare them all summer long, and we'll get back to you. I honestly think because of that reason, this we stumbled into the best movie we could have started with. Oh, I agree absolutely. This is, and I'm glad we didn't start with Cowgirls and Angels One, no subtitle. Yeah, because I I think. Like, this one does what a classic, usually bad sequel does, where it takes everything Mm -hmm. you like about the first one and throws it out in the first, like, 15 minutes. Like, it's just like, oh, you think this is going to be about Dakota trying to ride with the sweethearts? No, it's not about that. Dakota's got to go on a road trip down to Texas to see her grandpa Austin, who maybe lives in Austin, actually, now that I think about it. And she's got to learn a whole bunch of new lessons down there. It's, uh... She's got... She's got to learn about herself. Yeah. She's got to break through the change that is adolescence. <laughs> yeah. She's got to learn uh, the medical history that she never knew because Dakota is friggin' adopted, and it's a bombshell <laughs> when that's dropped on her. 
it's it's bangerang and oh, not in yeah. a good way. No, definitely not. But before we get too far into that, what did you think of those opening yeah. credits? How great were those opening credits? I couldn't have been more excited. I had such a great day today, and I got my laptop. I got a sparkling soda, and uh, I was just set for a movie and in high spirits. And this credit scene comes on with a bunch of cowgirls just horse dancing their lives off. <laughs> Trick riding, I think is what it's called. I think it's called... Uh, it's horse dancing. It's horse dancing. You're correct. Yeah, they all went no, out there and danced right. a poker face by Lady Gaga and their horses pranced around. And It's in the Olympics. I, I think horse dancing is a thing. It but is. But, like, horses actually, like, trollop and dance and stuff. Yeah, it's exactly what I just right. described. <laughs> they play yeah. bad covers of pop music and then the horses dance. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's awful. It's so much worse than trick riding, which is, like... Yeah. Chicks just hanging off the saddle in all kinds of dangerous positions. Yeah, while the horse is just whipping down the track. <laughs> As Grandpa Austin describes it, going 40 miles an hour, which seems <laughs> faster than the horses Hi. are going. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's true. I don't think they're going I that mean, fast. I like you, Austin, but that's a little bit of a reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best, what was your favorite of the tricks? Because I, I definitely had a favorite of the ones we saw in the opening credits. Uh, there was a gun one that looked kind of like a fu, like he was giving the <laughs> finger to the audience. But because it's aggressive, they want to make a good face and like really sell it to the crowd, right? Yeah. But it just kind of looks like he's giving a big bird to the audience. That's pretty. That funny. was great. Also, the gun yeah. one that they showed like <laughs> fifty times. Yeah, that's that's the one I wrote down where the girl's hanging <laughs> sideways off the horse. Just her core is totally engaged and she's flexing. <laughs> Just riding, like, <laughs> just, for, like, to going totally crazy, forgot she's a man, just flexing so hard on the side of that horse. I loved it. I love he did. I thought you were going to say she had her jennies out when you pointed to your, like, torso. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. No, this is a cowgirl summer. This ain't no. And these girls are teenagers, so we're going to try our best to not sexualize them. Isn't that right, Johnny? Yeah, of course. Except for Ms. Marple, we can sexualize her like crazy. That chick is definitely, like, 34, so it's all good. 29. Yeah, you're probably right about that, yeah. Uh, we meet our main character, Dakota Rose, and she just eats it while she's riding. She just falls and just gets a face full of horse crap and dirt and just chews it up and slams head first into it. And, uh, whoop, sorry. Yeah, you stink at this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, so Dakota rides. Sorry. She rides for the Sweethearts of the Rodeo, which is an organization with like 45 members. And their main competition is a crew called the Lone Stars, which is just two girls. And they like beat them all yeah. the time. <laughs> Like they're like they're like their main rivals and they're crushing them and it's two girls versus it's a David and Goliath situation if David was like a a, a kindergarten class like of thirty five kids and Goliath was just one man just punching them all down. <laughs> what a poor man! What a poor man that guy is. Right? You want to talk about a poor man? What about like the fake David Allen Greer that coaches this team? <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's got a brown cowboy hat, which looks pretty good on him. Yeah, brown looks good on the man. Mm -hmm. I can't uh, deny that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
the big thing that the sweethearts of the rodeo like to do is ride around waving American flags, and sometimes they incorporate them into their tricks, which seems like cheating, if I'm being quite honest. Like, you're kind of like taking a shortcut by just being like, hey, America, right? I'm just standing on my horse waving an American flag. No wonder these two chicks who just do nothing beat you all the time. <laughs> You'd think there'd be more competition. Like, this is a circuit with, like, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. But there's just these two girls in purple up against these three, two girls uh, trick riding. And then, like you said, group riding, where they just have, like, the flag situation. Mm -hmm. But no other group riders are there. No, there's, like, nobody else. It's like, why is there a circuit then? What's the circuit? Yeah. Is it like is it like a carnival where you tour it around, or is it like you go to different places and compete with different people? It's clearly not that one. So I don't know. I don't understand the rules of the rodeo. Clearly, not yet. It got me really psyched for rodeos in general. <sighs> I wouldn't mind going to see a rodeo when uh, everything blows over. I remember going as a kid, seeing some uh, bucking broncos, some yeah. horse racing. I mean. You know, as as uh, the the boy character whose name I didn't get will tell you, you crack ten ribs if you're riding a bull, so you better be careful out there at the rodeo. <laughs> I couldn't care. Yeah, you could even crack eleven or I, nine, oh, but not twelve, because then all your ribs are cracked, and then you're in big trouble. Like he cracked ten ribs. That's most of his ribs. That's all but his but two. That's so many ribs. What do you think they were? The floating ribs that didn't get cracked? I've had to guess. Yeah, I'd say it's probably those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe nah, I could be wrong because, like, you have 12 ribs on each side. So maybe I'm just – I'm picturing he cracked hey, all the way around. Right. I'm picturing – I was thinking all the way around, but I don't think that's the case because technically you have yep. 24 ribs, right? So. Yeah, I never think of it that way. I just think of it as 12. That's weird. I know. Well, hopefully you never crack any of them because I'd imagine that would suck. A lot, and he doesn't seem to be that phased by it. Well, he's a bull rider. Nah, he's cool though. He's, he's a good boy. He's wearing Tommy Copper. He's cool as heck. When I used to watch a lot of wrestling, there was always ads for Tommy Copper that was like, "Hey, I'm a rodeo rider, and I get kicked in the face by bulls every night, but I make sure I wear my Tommy Copper, which is like clothing that maybe has copper in it or something, and <laughs> I don't feel any pain, buddy." So it might have copper. It might not. <laughs> it might just have microplastics. Who uh -huh. knows? I bought I bought two pairs of socks recently that have copper in them, and they're the worst socks I own, without a doubt. They're so uncomfortable. I would not recommend wearing copper. It's dumb. Well, yeah, you got to take the copper out, man. Oh yeah, it's metal. I didn't do that. Yeah, I'm, that's why my feet are always cold because I'm standing on copper all the time. Yeah. Hey, I'm standing on copper all the time. Hey. Another cowboy classic. I'm changing my name to Tommy Copper on this show. <laughs> I'm Tommy Copper. And I'm Tommy Copper. See? <laughs> I love it. Uh, so Dakota has a sister who cares. I, whatever. I didn't catch her name. I don't care about her. But she's being a real bag to her. She's, like, so bossy and mean to her. And finally Dakota's yeah. like, what is your deal, Kristen? Her name's Kristen. I did actually catch it. And she's like, look, I, I don't want to say. And she's like, you can just tell me <laughs> anything. And she goes, okay, fine. You're adopted. And it's like, <laughs> Turns out you can't just tell me anything. Yeah, and then there's that's the whole movie is her. Yeah, the end. Figuring out her adoption. Yeah, meeting her dumb mum in real, <laughs> and all the others and the rest that happens. But uh, and the rest. <laughs> but like, 
So Dakota, they go home. Oh, by the way, Dodge sponsored this movie a thousand percent because yeah. everyone drives a Dodge, a Dodge Ram, a Dodge Ram Charger, which is Kristen's vehicle, which is the dopest vehicle I've ever seen. I want a Dodge Ram Charger so bad. They look amazing. <laughs> They look they're like a they small, look amazing. They're like a Bronco, but like they don't have the stigma of OJ Simpson attached to them. Well, just before Dakota, you are not the child adopted happened, <laughs> there's this huge banner in the background that says Dodge Rodeo. <laughs> and I wrote that down, and then we found found out right after that she's adopted. Too much stuff is happening. Oh my gosh. So they get home. Dakota j- gets out of the car and runs into the house and just leaves the car do- door open and nobody closes it, which bothered me. It's like, are you that upset that you can't close the door? Get over yourself. <laughs> she, she's got hormones, man. This is a tough time in her life, and she just found out her world's uh, turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Her family's so country. Still. That, well, of course. Her family is so country that they have a wagon wheel in the living room, which I thought Ooh, was a classy move. Classy, classy I think that'd be great for your guys' place. Well, we got the space. We could run a whole rodeo in here. <laughs> yeah, space. Space for days. You could rollerblade. <laughs> what did you think of this line? Why didn't you tell me this? Well, it happened when you were a baby. Yeah, no <laughs> duh. Like, yeah. Yeah, no duh. That's usually when adoptions happen, except in this movie one time at the end. But for the most part, yeah. <laughs> It's babies getting adopted. Well, if you don't remember it, you were probably a baby. Yeah, that's well, it what, happened when you were a baby. That's what they should have said. They should. We did tell you, but you were like three. You were like three months old, so you didn't <laughs> care or understand. But we did tell you. Yeah. Don't get mad at us. We whispered it to you all the time, <laughs> you dumb little baby. You're adopted. You're hey, you're adopted. <laughs> and like, I love that she's saying it to her sister, who is like maybe the same age as her like not that much older than her and it's like well when did you expect your sister to tell you why well i mean she did clearly but like it's just it's such a such a short-sighted dumb teenage thing to be like why didn't you tell me well because who cares ultimately what difference does it make but it's it's not about blood it's about heart and that's a lesson that old grandpa austin teaches us i think or something like that and blood might throw flow through the heart, but it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real love heart. That's right. And blood might have flowed into my dink when I made your mommy, but I that doesn't mean that no no blood my blood in you. You know what I'm saying? Burp, burp, burp. I'd still had sex with your mom. <laughs> She's like, why are you telling me that? You're my grandpa. Why are you why are you saying to me I had sex with your mom? What kind of big dogging is this i don't like this <laughs> that's not appropriate for the grandfather <laughs> grandpapa uh so yeah their dad's like oh we didn't have the heart or the courage to tell you it's like well those are kind of the same thing man it's like what if you <laughs> are you t- are you telling me that if you had the heart you would have done it or if you had the courage you would have done it but because you didn't have either you couldn't do it i don't think so when do you think is the appropriate time to tell a child that they're adopted? In when, your honest opinion. As soon as you adopt them. Three months old, tell them right to their face. You're adopted. And then if it doesn't stick, that's not really your fault. You told them, and that's all you're legally obligated to do. Yeah. Maybe you, like, tattoo it between their shoulder blades. 
Yeah, that's a good call. And you, buy them a mirror. You paint it on the wall of their childhood bedroom in big, bright letters. So they the first words they learn how to read are, you're adopted, a contraction. <laughs> that's not going to screw them up at all. <laughs> what if it's, like, written in P and it's, like, invisible P? ink? Okay. And they have to buy a blacklight first. They have to discover that blacklights make Yiz show up, and then they got to use it in their room yeah. and say, you're adopted. Boy, what a mind fudge that would be. What an awful... That would be the worst way to discover it, honestly. What if you get them a black light when they're, like, 10? That's cool. That's probably better than telling them when they're 16. Yeah, exactly. And then it saves you the trouble of having the, like, birds and the bees conversation with them. You just be like, look at your wall, and everything will be explained. I go, well, that doesn't... Yeah. That explains nothing to me that no I was curious whatsoever. about. All that does is open new questions for me. It explains nothing that I'm curious about. Why would you tell... Grandpa, why would you tell me you fricked my mom? Why would you do that to me? Why would you say it like that? <laughs> I know plenty of people who were adopted. Because he and loves her. Well, he loves her so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you, can't believe this story. Did you like Dakota yelling at her parents? I know plenty of people who were adopted and it's no big deal. It's like, well, you're the one making it a big deal, Dakota. What? Nobody, well, no, don't tell that. Like, Johnny just sent me a message saying you're cutting out like crazy, but not according to my. That's just because he's going deaf in one ear. That's not on my end. Everything's working on my end. You're cutting out like crazy. You're not actually. You're, you sound great. <laughs> he's texting me more stuff. I, I feel. I can't hear anything you're saying. Is that true? It's cutting out like really badly. I think I think your headphones whatever. are just frigged. I think you have bad headphones. If I had to guess. <laughs> well, the video is also cutting in and out, so oh. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Why don't I shut my video off? Let's see if that helps. It probably will. All right, now my video is off. Does that help? Can you hear me better now? We're leaving all this in. Uh, yeah, it's way better now. All right, perfect then. Uh, my wife is probably playing an online game and sucking up all the bandwidth. So no, now your video is gone. Well, okay. Sucking the juice. That's fair. Well, uh, I just figured for continuity. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we get to the rodeo the next day. You know, and, if you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go ahead. You had something. Disaster. Oh God. So we get to the rodeo the next day, and Dakota is disgusted by yep. a rodeo clown. There's a rodeo clown just doing his act, and she's like, "Ugh," and like disgusted by him. It's like, lady, you're just you're swinging at everybody right now. Just calm down. I love those clowns. <laughs> uh, this brought me back to a moment where I loved clowns again. I've been hating on clouds for clouds clowns, clowns for years. Yeah, but you like this clown. And I don't know. It was something about the rodeo clown that made it okay to be dressed up like that. Like, there is a purpose for the jack arsery of this clown. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, clowns in general are just like, hey, we're doofuses for no reason. But a rodeo clown's like, I'm out here trying to get gored for your entertainment. So laugh at me, please, when my pants fall down. Yeah, my pants are falling off. Classic, classic bit. Oh. I uh, I had a good chuckle, and I've not laughed at a clown in forever. <laughs> Did you think? Do you think the clowns act like? Do you think that cl clown should take that act on the road then? Oh, definitely. Like he could be at on stage, Madison Square Car Carson. <laughs> Madison Square Carson. That's what it's called. That's correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, for real. In front of like a Jay-Z audience, maybe. Oh, do you think Carson Daly ever did a show at Madison Square Garden and he called it Madison Square Carson? <laughs> yeah, probably. T- he probably pitched it a lot to like every distributor that, mm. that uh, works with Madison Square. I cannot say that <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Ooh, okay, that's go. good. That's really good. Well, I'll go back. Please. I'll edit that into all the other times. Don't worry. Stitch but- it. Yeah, yeah, but I'll keep us, like, riffing on it as if you did screw it up, so it won't make any sense to the listener. Well, you got to keep that in, because that's pure comedy gold. Oh, that's that's some serious humor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dakota tries to run beside her horse as a trick, but then quickly finds out that she can't run as fast as a horse, and so she just eats dirt again, just face plants super hard. It's like, what is that trick? What are you trying to, like... Grandpa said you it runs at 40 miles an hour. You can't run 40 miles an hour, Dakota. What are you doing? I think we see another uh, trickster do it earlier where you kind of plant your feet in the ground and use that momentum oh, of the like horse going board. forward, but the ground going backwards to mm-hmm. like lift yourself right back up. But <sighs> Ate it. She totally ate it. So her. she's got a bunch of horse pucky on her face. So she goes to get a drink from the, the big jug that says popcorn on it. And uh, I don't understand why it's got popcorn written in marker on it, but she's drinking something out of it. When we meet her rival, whose name I did not get Dawn. Never mind, I uh, did get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice now. That's a twofer. Keep tricking myself. I keep I keep thinking that I'm I'm dumber than I am, and then I go, oh no, wait a minute, I'm just as dumb as I think I am. We're the freaking smartest men alive doing this kind of a podcast. That's right. Couple of couple of cowgirls over here. So, what what soy can, boys? What can be? What can you tell us about Dawn and Dakota's relationship? What's their deal? Well, they used to be friends, don't you know? Back oh. in uh, grade school, and then one dump soda soda. No. Over no. the other girl's like dress. It's even for like a prank. Nope. It's even less than that. Someone they taped a, a Ziploc bag full of milk over a door, and then they dropped it down. <laughs> no. And then they shot it with an arrow it was... as soon as uh, the person walked under. Anyway, that's incredible. No, it's Dakota and her were acting in a play, and Dakota got the lead, and Dawn got the frog roll, and then Dawn hated Dakota from that day on. Which I would too. I mean, I wouldn't. Getting the frog roll. I played. I played Friar Tuck in high school. The disgusting role is the most fun role in a play. It's anybody can be Robin Hood. Only the most disgusting fat bozos can play Friar Tuck. Are you calling her a fat, disgusting bozo? So she had to be a frog. I'm calling her a ginger. That's what I'm calling her. Uh, nobody likes a ginger, especially one that rides a horse. Are you crazy? Right. Is it just me, or do gingers only come in two types? Ridiculously hot, or like their DNA is literally falling apart around them? Yeah, that's a good classification. I think they... Uh, nev- never the twain shall meet. Exactly. They are uh, complete opposites, and they're the only kind of their breed. There's nothing in the middle. There's no, like, oh, that's an average-looking... That's a person of average-looking attractiveness. It's either like, oh, mama, or, oh, mama, what the fudge? Yeah, never don't clock a ginger. I always see a ginger. Yeah. There's never a normie ginger. <laughs> I hate to watch her go, but I love to watch her leave, you know? Yeah, I like to watch her go. Yeah. So Dakota gets mad at Dawn because Dawn's being a bag, so she grabs a pie there's a bucket that says popcorn <laughs> on it that's full of juice and then a table full of pies 
Why okay. are those pies there? Please explain. Please explain. Do you think it's popcorn juice? I don't know what it is. I, I the jug says popcorn on it. I don't even if even <laughs> even if it was full of popcorn, it's like one of those orange Gatorade jugs. Why would you fill that with popcorn? How, how do you if you could make that much popcorn, you'd have something that it would be in already. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't seem like it has like a lid that would like you could gain access to the popcorn at any point. No, like it's coming out of a spout. As a this horse, is popcorn juice. Ugh. Some sick frick wrote this movie and was giggling to himself, and it was like <laughs> popcorn juice. <laughs> I'm gonna make these teen girls drink popcorn juice. And I mean, I guess. Uh, it, yeah, it's a big scam. It is a big scam. Yeah, yeah. And as a as a horse, John Panette would say, "Nay, nay, <laughs> nay, nay." Nah, watch no, me I don't like that. Nah. Uh, so then, yeah, Dakota pies Dawn in the face, which is pretty funny. Dawn, Dawn gets really mad, and it's like, yeah, I get it. She's ruined your whole look, but you know, you kind of had it coming by being a bag for no reason. Like you're so mean to Dakota. She's a bit of a bag, but, like, Dakota really goes after it. Like, that's that's pretty angsty to pie somebody in the face. They got to deal with a lot afterwards. And it's not just whipped cream. This is a banana cream pie. That's a good point. What if she's allergic to bananas? <laughs> I like how they don't do the thing where, like, they pie somebody in the face and then there's just like a little whipped cream or something on them in the right. next, like, scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, the next scene, she has to act with all this cream on her face <laughs> and all this like goop well we're cutting that out and putting it on the youtube she has to act yep. with all this cream on her face and goop <laughs> quote from jonathan taylor toilet taylor toilet coming at you yeah. did i say my real name after we yucked it up about uh poop scoopers your real real name no i don't think so no my real fake name. Yeah, I think you did. I'm you did. You did. You're good. Okay. Uh, David Allen Greer is not happy about Dakota's pie incident, so he says you need to take some time away from the sweethearts. And she's like, "No, but the sweethearts are everything." And he goes, "Frick off, lady. Get out of here." So you're frick, girl. Yeah. Your mind's somewhere else. And if you know anything about horse movies, you go, "Well, this is the time when she's about to go to her aunt's house or her grandparents' house or someone's farm to learn some lessons about life." And show enough, she gets shipped off to her grandparents' house down in Texas. Yeah, the bus trip is a very uh, lonesome journey down to a long road of self-discovery. <laughs> it's the last place I want to go, but this is the last place I want to be. Okay, <laughs> must suck. Must suck to have a loving family. You really liked when that girl was doing finger guns and flipping everybody off. I really liked when Dakota was leaving on the bus. She, like put her two her index finger and her middle finger like just kind of casually ran them against the window in front of her parents yeah. as they were leaving and her her index finger like went down so it just looked like she was flipping her parents off as she drove by but she was just kind of casually had her hand on the window and was just like yeah f you guys <laughs> hey casual f use are why we do this that's, that's right. why we're in the business that's why we make the big bucks much like arlen <laughs> And then the Hallelujah song comes on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I love the use of montages and uh, music in this movie. Mm -hmm. This is great. 
and I got I was so excited. I'm like, finally, there's some God in this movie. And then the movie went, yeah. enjoy it because you're not going to get any more after this. And I went, why is this on Pure Flix? It's like no God. Yeah, it was a big kind of dis. The only disappointment of this entire movie is that they didn't cram God down your throat yeah. in like certain scenes. It's and called, so many uses for God. It's called cowgirls and angels. Yeah. Why? I'm wondering if the first movie has a lot of like God in it. It must. I mean, where did angels come from? It's got James Cromwell in it. I'll give it that, yeah. which is pretty exciting. Yeah. I love James Cromwell. The farmer from Who Babe. Who was he? He's the farmer from Babe. Oh, I I don't like him. You don't like him? Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me you don't like Babe? I I love Babe. I didn't like Pig in the City that much, nah. but that that was understandable, yeah. I think. Uh, who who is he in this movie? He's not in this movie. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Not a lot carries over from Cowgirls and Angels Uno. Dos. Uh, Trace. This is the second one. Yeah, that's true. I was, <laughs> I was so excited when Dakota pulled up to her grandparents' uh, place in Texas because I was like, "All right, time to meet the all new cast for this movie." I can't wait to meet Rancher Dwayne and Julie the Cat Gaffney and Woo Woo Kenny Woo and all of these equivalent mix them up characters that are going to be the main characters of this movie. And if they make a third one, they won't be in it at all. I love going into this movie fresh because, like, the first 15 minutes have these totally different characters, mm-hmm. totally different, like, situation going on. And going into it fresh, you're like, okay, this is the movie. And then, whoop. No, actually, that was just for people who may have watched the first movie. Mm-hmm. You don't need that at all. This is the real movie. No, with the exception of Ms. Marple, none of those characters are in the first movie either. So it's just... Really? Yeah, you're thrown into this world and you go like, well, who the heck are all these people? And then the movie goes, don't even worry about it because we don't care. It doesn't. We're going to introduce you to a whole, whole bunch of new characters later on. It doesn't matter. Like, my assumption was that B-plot love story that do- makes oh. no impact on the main story yep. at all. Yeah. Like, I thought those guys were in the last movie. The girl is. The girl's the only okay. carryover. Ms. Marple, whatever her name. Ms. Yeah. Madison, I think, is actually her name. Uh, she's medicine, she's is. the only carryover from it. Okay. Uh, the guy isn't. The guy who is a voice actor and played the robot in in Two Human or whatever it's called, the ro- robot game. He's not in in the first one at all. I had no idea who you were talking about when you kept saying Miss Marple. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was like, is he talking about her grandma? No, that can't be right. Mom, <laughs> sister, Ms. no. I'm talking about the old. British detective show Ms. Marple based on novels by Agatha Christie based on the novel Sapphire by Push Ms. Marple Mm -hmm. Gush for Push that's what I say (laughs) why wasn't that on the book I don't know why wasn't that one of the like the pull quotes ah Gush for Push says the New York Times (laughs) says Mr. Bookman (laughs) James Bookman that's my name No, my name I was is... born to review books. <laughs> Instead, I'm a pedophile. Oh, oh, love it. <laughs> I'm Tommy Copper. It is fun, oh. yeah. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And we're at the ranch. We're at the freaking ranch. And oh guess what they God. have there? They have mini horses. Oh, it's time for a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> I was... Again... 
like another thing that has to be in a cowgirl movie is you gotta shove some cute mini horses in there I, somehow. I don't. I don't know. I have a feeling that this one kind of breaks the mold a little bit. I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of mini horses in these movies. I will, I'm. I'm more than excited to eat my words on that. I would love to see mini horses in every movie, but my gut tells me that this is a this is a special occasion. We're not gonna get them too often. I adept. Adele? Definitely not with the little buggies attached to them, because that oh, was cute as a button. Ooh, I loved wait. it. I I saw those little horses, and I was like, is Madison... No, is Dakota going to have to learn how to ride a mini horse for her horse tricking? And then she doesn't. Spoiler alert. That the, horse, the mini horses don't really play into it at all, which is disappointing. She gets a full-size horse. That would horse. be... So impressive. Oh. Like, incredibly impressive. The sheer mechanics of it are mind-boggling. To see one of those mini horses run 40 miles an hour? Get out of town! <laughs> Put, like, a NOS uh, tank on her mm -hmm. and, like, a little button that makes it go fast. Yeah, the go-fast button. You bet. I think I do have yeah. somewhere in my notes that Dakota lives her life a quarter mile at a time. I'm almost positive <laughs> I have that written down somewhere in my notes. <laughs> They should say that. I mean, this is basically Fast and the Furious for horse girls. Yeah, I mean, all these movies are essentially. They're just they're they're. What do you want? We're gonna give it to you, and you go, "Thank you, master. I love it." They should make a movie that's just the script of the first Fast and Furious movies, but with horses and girls. Oh, and like set in the Wild West. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so there's like an undercover, like sheriff cowboy who has to infiltrate a, a, a team of like bank robbers or like train robbers and they yeah oh my god oh my god but like a lot of god <laughs> oh, oh i love this i love it so much a lot of god crammed in and pure flicks would buy it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they they go to the bar they're drinking brown liquor they're having a great time they're it's all a about good family. Time. There's yeah, like a yeah. really bright green horse. <laughs> yeah, the one guy brings in this busted old horse and they hose it off and put new horseshoes on it and comb its mane and then it's like, ah, you you owe me a you owe me a a, a quarter second horse is what you owe me. You 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 almost had me. You didn't have your horse <laughs> is what he'll say to him at some point. I, I was definitely going to say you owe me the quarter mile horse. That was on the tip of my tongue. It writes itself, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Proof is in the pudding already. I, I'm i like hyperventilating. I'm so excited by the idea of a Wild West remake of The Fast and the Furious. I think that's such a good idea. I'm... They have a. They go to a thing called Race Wars. We don't even change the name of the event. No, it's just called you Race don't Wars. Need to change half of the script. No, it's fine the way it is, and you keep their names. Brian, whatever, that's fine. Call him Brian, whatever. Yeah. Like, we could set this in Miami, but I think the Wild West. No, and it's got to be, be in, too. like, yeah, it's got to be in, like, uh, I was going to say New England. That's incorrect. It's got to be in, like, I don't know, New A Mexico. Desert. Yeah, New Mexico. It's got to be there. And, like, yeah. Letty, played by a, a Mexican woman. Perfect. That's great. This movie Finally. writes itself. I love this movie. I want to make this movie. He was in my face. I'm in your face. It's, it's, I really got to watch Fast and the Furious again. We should review that during uh, Cowgirl Summer. Just bail on Cowgirl Summer halfway through. <laughs> Yeehaw! Welcome all you Brian O'Connors. We're watching Too Fast, Too Furious this week. 
Oh, that's such a that's a such a fun uh, script to write. I think. I uh, yeah, I think we should write that. All, like honestly and truly, no joking. I think we should write a script. Like just take the script from the Fast and the Furious, and then just mm. change a couple of things so it's in the Wild West, and then you have a whole new movie. And it's about teenage girls, and you're done. It can be about teenage girls. That's fine. I kind of think we should just go and just make it a straight one for one remake. With all of the same, as many of the same people who aren't dead as we can. And okay. they have, they have I, to... I was so, like, laser focused on cowgirls that I couldn't see that vision. But now that you've explained it to me, <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm trying to think of other lines from that movie. The buster, the buster came, the buster came back, is what he would say. The sheriff, the old bald Vin Diesel cowboy would come stomping in and get in the one guy's face. The buster came back, he would yell at him. Oh my god! Oh my god! We have to take a break. It's oh my be- god! I'm sweating. I'm so excited by this Wild West Fast and Furious idea. Take a sip. Take a breath. I gotta. I gotta. I'm breathe it out. in. Talk about uh, uh, is- talk about Brass Tucker. He doesn't have any brass in his socks. I can tell you that. Uh, he probably has a bunch of copper in his socks. Yep. Who is Brass Tucker? Brass Tucker. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Brass Tucker. <laughs> talking about Brass oh, Tucker. Bryce. No, I'm. I'm, I'm almost positive he said his name was Brass Tucker. I have I have in my notes Brass Tucker question mark and then in all caps Brass <laughs> The reason why I know well why I assume it's Bryce is because he introduces himself as Bryce Tucker immediately. <laughs> so I go into the IMDB page and he's just listed as Bryce. Like, why not list the last name? That's the first introduction of him. It doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure his name is Brass Tucker, because that's how what he I, says. I he goes, agree. Hi there, little lady. I'm Brass Tucker. Which, <laughs> I guess maybe I could see it at Brass. Like, he had a bit of a twang in his... I'm Brass. I'm Brass. Bra- Hi, I'm Brass. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm Bubblegum Brass Town. Oh, my God. You can't get the Fast and Furious out of your brain? No, all the horses are lined up, and there's like a Ja Rule cowboy on a horse. (laughs) And a woman walks up and goes, win or lose, you get me. And she puts his hand in her shirt, and then she goes, but if you win, you get her too. And he goes, oh. And then when he's losing the horse race, he goes, no, Monica. (laughs) It writes itself. When the horses take Uh, off, he goes, menage. When you said uh, the horses are all lined up and you were so excited about that line, like just that part of your story, you were all ramped up for. I was in like flight. And I could see all those horses lined up and the dust and the leather Mm -hmm. and the whips. There's only one street in the town and they're all drag racing down it on their horses. (laughs) Getting into accidents. Oh, my God. Shooting lame horses. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. There's a bunch of Asians on horses that shoot up one of their horses at one point, and then they got to walk all the way home. Stealing parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dumping <laughs> oil down people's throats. Just horse parts everywhere in that uh, factory. <laughs> Hooves and snouts and tails. <laughs> there they all are. Mix and match your horse. Is this a world where you can take different horse parts and put them together to make, like, a functioning racehorse? I don't see why it couldn't be. Like some kind of, like, Frankenstein situation? Yeah, like a Mr. Potato Head horse. Sorry, Potato Head. We want to be respectful. 
what's uh it called when you're super into like gears and like head uh old timey stuff oh what gears oh steampunk steampunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i picture a lot of steampunk when i think of frankenstein is that right no <laughs> i don't think so i think <laughs> i mean that's Frank- not right i think I'm not- the climax of frankenstein does take place on like a dirigible i'm pretty sure it takes place on a blimp and they're fighting over top of them. yeah yeah <laughs> and they say kuntosh a lot cool you better watch your mouth <laughs> I don't think that's a slur. (laughs) Depends on where you stop saying the word. (laughs) Uh, I can't say any words that came into my mouth in the last two seconds. No, there's there's a couple of if you there's a couple of spots in that word if you stop your saying slurs. So you better be careful. (laughs) Yeah, like I kept, you know, stopping at different Mm -hmm. letters, and Mm -hmm. I was like, nope, can't Mm -hmm. say that, can't say that. (laughs) So listeners, email us. Let us know if we should... Uh, I mean, I don't even care if you think we should remake The Fast and the Furious as a Western. We're doing it. That's the most amazing idea anyone has ever had, I think. You should replay that sentence back to the, yourself when you uh, wa- listen to this episode, because that was ridiculous. <laughs> of course people want a horse version of Fast and the Furious. Of course that is do. utter nonsense. You're right, you're right. And shame on me for thinking otherwise. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm a real brass tucker, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I believe you'd uh, say Brass Tucker. Yeah, I'm Brass Tucker. I'm bra- Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm Brass Tucker. Yeah. Anyways, Brass Tucker is hot as hell. And I disagree, but okay. You think he's pretty gorgeous later on in life. Brass, oh, okay, like modern day Brass Tucker? Sure, I believe that. But younger Brass Tucker looks like a puppet who they didn't really get the mouth proportions correct for. Like his... Like his, when he smiles, his mouth goes, like his lips open up wider than his mouth is. And so you just, there's just a void in the corners of his mouth that I don't enjoy at all. Yeah, like mouth void. Yeah, like mouth, avoid the mouth void. Like he was made from a bunch of babies from purgatory. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my God. I still have to play Red Dead Online today. I still, it's 10 o'clock at night. I still have to do my daily challenges in Red Dead Online to keep my streak going. That's how committed I am to the cowboy lifestyle. Well, that'll take what, like 10 minutes? I hope, I hope so. Can you do it on your phone? Oh my God, you've completely disappeared and all I see is a bunch of Chet Stedmans (laughs) on the mound throwing a pitch. Chet Stedmans? (laughs) You're yeah, about, from rookie I, of the year. Oh, nice! I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. why would you? I know. Sorry, I was looking up you lines. Have it as your background, idiot. I was looking up lines from Fast and the Furious. I just wanted to Google a few lines and try try them on with a, with a southern accent, see how it feels. But we've, I think we've established all the best ones. Yeah, I think a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where were we in this movie? The she got to the ranch. Yeah, she, she got to the ranch. There's Callahan. so much of this movie to talk about. Still, good God, we're we're an hour into the episode and we haven't talked about anything in this movie. Like, we, are we seriously an hour? Yeah, we're seriously an hour. We vamped so much. We vamped for like 25 minutes at the top. What were we thinking? Ugh. No, we're dumb. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna establish a couple things real quick. Grandparents, I love you. I love you. Well, yeah. By the way, I love you. Um, you're gra- welcome. 
thank you. The grandparents are, they run a farm. They got mini horses. They got a guy named Brass Tucker who works there. They also uh, take care of troubled youth. Troubled youth come once a week, you know, a couple times a week, to like help out with the mini horses. And Real so, stinkers. Yeah, I guess. The only one we meet is Summer, whose parents just abandoned her. And she's not really, she says, like, I'm not really a troubled youth. They're I'm in just the abandoned. Peace Corps, you A. They're not in the Peace Corps, they're MIA. <laughs> I totally bought that they were in the Peace Corps for way too long. Well, then you're a dumb, dumb Dugan, pal, because that's the Peace Corps doesn't exist anymore, bud. Oh, they're in the Peace Corps. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Just like she said. Oh, what does that mean? I just went over it in my head, like, forever. (laughs) Uh, Dakota finds out she knows she's adopted, so she snoops around her grandpa's uh, uh, office and finds a folder marked Dakota, that has all of her adoption information in it. How fortunate. So she takes yeah, some pictures. Yeah, there are some doors that you do not want to open, no. and this is a door that she decides to open, yeah. much to her chagrin. She goes to find James Tillman, her daddy, and she heads into a Texas city somehow. I don't I don't think she knows how to drive, but somehow she gets to a Texas city, and she goes to the bank that James Tillman, I guess, worked at, only to find out that he's been dead for three years. And everybody liked him. Uh, Which, how did... Especially considering what we find out later, what is any... Is that true? Like, is James Tillman her dad, or is it just something else that happened? I don't know. I thought it was Grandpa for the longest time. You thought her Grandpa fricked her mom? Uh, yeah, her birth mom. (laughs) I... See, I thought her birth mom was Grandpa's estranged daughter. So then... So then Dakota would have been blood in some Yeah, ways. I thought they were going to make a blood-blood connection. Exactly. Cut their wrists and go blood in, blood out, and rub their wrists together. Give each other all kinds of blood-borne diseases. Blood in, blood in. <laughs> what you wanted to be. Blood out, blood out. Heaven to the lonely. Heaven is baloney. Heaven is baloney. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a good song, actually. Show me what you want me to do. Uh, I haven't heard that song in years. I don't know where that came from. It's all good, man. Hey, did I tell you? I told you this morning that I was at the grocery store and I heard Together Again by Janet Jackson. And I was like, oh, this song's a banger. (laughs) Isn't that the best when you're in the grocery store and you just hear something that, like, hits you in that moment? And you're like, yeah, you got a mulch. I'm shopping for corn. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm shopping for corn. We got to get through this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh... Shopping for corn. <laughs> Brass saves Dakota. She's like, oh, my my dad's dead or whatever. So she walks into traffic and Brass grabs her and throws her out of the way. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, are you stalking me? And he's like, no. It's like, well, what a dink that you're in Austin, Texas at the same time at the same intersection that I am brass yeah I think he set that whole thing up so he could save her and then fall in love with her <laughs> he's gaslighting her the entire time he is her real dad and he goes if I was your real dad would you? Would I do this and then he kisses her and she goes I don't know how to feel about this it works in every cowboy movie yep. that line is perfect <laughs> I do I really love that, I, that scenario of <laughs> Someone's estranged dad be like, if I was your dad, would I do this? And then kissing them. <laughs> it's so funny. 
It's funny in any scenario. We're putting that in our Fast and the Furious Western. We're putting it in there somewhere. I don't yeah. care where. It's in there somewhere. Cold open, maybe? Great idea. Yeah. He says it to a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a horse can't be a dad <laughs> Sure it can What are you talking about Horses And then you kiss it They're called a stud baby <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> Vin Diesel looks a horse in the eyes And says If I was your daddy would I do this And then he kisses that horse right on the mouth And the horse is like Nay nay of course, it's like, you know, sunset. It's beautiful out. Of course it is. <laughs> Love is! That's playing in the background, obviously. But you want to be. <laughs> Camera, like, spins around them. <laughs> Heaven is baloney. Yeah, you would think this would happen in the credits. Uh, but no, this opens. This the is the film. cold opening. We're rewriting the opening of the movie to so it's not a heist. Well, it could it could lead into that. They tongue kiss, and then it leads into a heist. Yeah, maybe this is the end of the heist or beginning of the heist. Should be maybe the, beginning. Yeah, beginning. Yeah, he's got to motivate the horse. And the other riders are in the background just watching him do this <laughs> they, before like, he, they go steal a bunch of stuff. He does this every time. Every time <laughs> we steal from a train, he tongue kisses his horse and says, if I was your dad, would I do this? <laughs> we know he's not its dad. Does the horse think he's his dad? <laughs> should the horse talk? Yeah, for sure it should. The horse should have Vin Diesel's <laughs> See, actual I, voice. You're not my dad. <laughs> I knew my dad. He was a stud. <laughs> Show me. Cause love is what I got for you. Oh man, we might have to do a new theme song. <laughs> uh, you know, Dakota. Speaking of the mom. Yes, speaking of the mom, what do you want to tell us about Annie, the mom? Uh, she loves turquoise. She uh, takes <sighs> Dakota out for dinner, buys her a drink, and then tells her, "Ah, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a necklace. I'm. I gotta go." Yeah. Okay, bye. I gotta do more important stuff. And that's her whole character. Yeah, her mom sucks. Annie sucks. She's a bad character. She's a bad mom. She abandoned Annie. She used to work for Austin on the farm. She got knocked up. She called Austin and was like, Hey, Grandpa Austin, if you don't take this baby, I'm going to leave it on literally on the steps of the courthouse. And he was like, I guess I'm taking this baby then. Yeah. And giving it to my children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not raising it myself. I'm dumping it into my kids. Uh. Who's daddy? I'm too is old he? for this. Is he daddy's daddy or mommy's daddy? Whose daddy is that? Whose daddy is that? I don't know. I don't it's know either. I don't know. It's uh, never. They have the same last name. No. I don't so know. So maybe daddy daddies. Probably daddy daddy. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, daddy daddy. <laughs> Are you my daddy daddy? Oh, hey, daddy daddy. And I oh oh um. I'm obsessed with turquoise, she says. And I said, well, who isn't, lady? It looks good on everyone. Her dress is turquoise. Her jewelry is turquoise. Uh, you know. Whatever. Yeah, my life is turquoise. Yeah. Quarter mile at a time. That's right. Uh, there yeah. should be a lot of turquoise in her movie. Oh, everybody's wearing turquoise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just can't Leather even Leather and turquoise throughout. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, a rodeo is coming to town, and the sweethearts are going to be there. So Dakota says to Summer, the little girl whose parents are in the Peace Corps, hey, you want to go to the rodeo with me this weekend? And Summer's like, I got nowhere else to be. So they go to the rodeo, and they meet all the sweethearts. And, like, the sweethearts were definitely the main characters of the last movie, but it's none of these sweethearts that we know. It's it's a different generation of sweethearts, I would assume. You would assume that these are new sweethearts and not in the previous movie. I think the sweethearts as an organization is in the previous movie. Yeah. But these sweethearts, the curly-haired girl who does, like, the standing up holding the American flag trick... The very overweight girl who they show a lot in slow motion, which is like, why would you do that to her? She's riding a horse. It's already unflattering. You don't need to do slow motion of her bouncing along on a horse. You don't really do that for any of the other women. Why are you doing it for her? It's a weird choice. There's other shots that they could have shown. Yeah, I want to see her hanging off the side of the horse, flexing her guns. That's what I want to see. Don't we all? That would be, that would win. That would win. Uh, I there had to have been like another trick riding couple that they should have brought in. Like just show them in the background or something. Yeah. Get a couple of uh, suits made up. Go, oh, those are the skulls. <laughs> Make them black. I want to see yeah. a couple black trick riders. That's what I want. There's no black people in this. Whole- no, that's not true. David Allen Greer's in this movie. I apologize. And paint your face or something. Oh, what? <laughs> All right. Like American well. flag on your face? Oh, How cool yeah. would that be? Oh, I'm talking a good time. <laughs> uh, Grandpa throws a hell of a barbecue for the post-rodeo party. Just a hell of a barbecue with... Yeah. Uh, they hung a bunch of lights up. They hired a band with a real dime of a singer. And I realized watching this movie that I think I just got a thing for country milfs. I think that's just like that's a kink I didn't know I had until I watched this movie. Every every like mom in this movie, I was like, "Damn, this girl's got it going on." What about the grandmother? Did you feel the similarly? I my notes on the grandma are like, "Hey, Dakota's fake grandma was a total dime back in the day," and she's got kind of a like hippie vibe to her, mm-hmm. especially in her hair. Mm-hmm. I like that dusty gray. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I would. Don't eat crackers in bed, everybody. Eat grapefruit. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Squirt that into Ooh. your lover's eye and then make love passionately, <laughs> and they're like, I can't see. <laughs> I've been working all week. I'm tired. I don't want to sleep. I want to have fun. <laughs> time for a good time. Citrus. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, that lead, that singer of that band though is hot as frick though. She's a she's a real country cutie as far as I'm concerned. Never even looked at her. Can't <laughs> well, look at any women. Uh, only look at my wife. Uh, that's fair. Did you you didn't even look when she started singing Cotton Eye Joe? I did, and I looked into her mouth and said yes, please. Mm-hmm. And and you think like because I think Cotton Eye Joe. Obviously, we know the 90s mega mix version, but I think Cotton Eye Joe is an old song. Like, I think it's like you could find old versions of Cotton Eye Joe that aren't a silly mega mix dance version. But yeah. this band chooses to do a cover of the mega mix dance version <laughs> that includes <laughs> rapping and stuff. It's like, what is this? I Googled that singer, and that's that's just a song that she has on an album. <laughs> like, that's 
that's not she's that's not just, one of her hits that's well hits is i mean if you include soundcloud listens as hits then yes it was one of her hits yeah. one of her biggest hits i did not know about that about uh cotton eye joe but it makes total sense i yeah. mean as soon as you say cotton that's got to yeah. be an older song nobody sings about cotton anymore nay no that's certainly certainly true let's see i want to look up cotton eye joe real quick do you want to just would you mind just singing a little bit of cotton eye joe while i look this up uh yes one two a one two three four five six seven eight <laughs> cotton eye joe Matt boom cotton mary Think about God now, Joe. Where it's come from, where it's go, where it's come from, God now, Joe. So, okay. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe was published sometime before, according to Wikipedia, sometime before 1861. That's an old song. Ooh, dang. The yeah, ver- they were talking about cotton then for sure. Of course. Maybe a little too much. It was racist back then. Let's be <laughs> honest. This was a racist song when it came out. A thousand percent super racist. You can already, well, you, what- you know who Cotton Eye Joe is when you hear this and know it was written in 1861. What if this was more pro race and not pro racism? Well, the lyrics are, if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Ooh. Which seems like, I think Cotton Eye Joe stole someone's woman. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. (laughs) I'm not allowed to marry Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, yeah. You you know the song, when it just goes crazy? That's when it gets a hit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know that part? Think about you. The the people the version of Cotton Eye Joe that you and I know yeah. was released by a Swedish band called Rednecks with an X. Ooh, the X makes it nineties. Pretty cool. And it says on their page, Rednecks is a Swedish musical group. Somehow huh. they're still together. How? Do you think they submitted that song for Eurovision? <laughs> Probably. And it just really took off. I had no idea about Eurovision uh, until about two years ago, and now I see it all over the place. It's like when uh, you your friend buys a car, and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Yeah, when you see your ex-girlfriend's orange car driving around everywhere, and you go, did she move back to this city? I hope not. And then it's not her. It's just some other guy. And then you just, instinctively, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. You get it. But I've got Uh... We so, love this movie. We love this. I love Cotton Eye Joe. Nah, that's I don't love Cotton Eye Joe. I take that back. I love take that back. I love exactly fifteen seconds of Cotton Eye Joe, and then in any more, I'm like, shut it off. I don't want to hear any more of this. But one one go around of Cotton Eye Joe is pretty pretty dang good, and then shut it off forever, please. I listened to the whole credits uh, version and I liked it. I swam deep in it. <laughs> Can you do any of the rap that she does? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Dakota invites Annie to the barbecue and De- and Grandpa Austin is P.O.'d about it. And he's like, you better get the frick out of here. And she's like, all right, I'm leaving, old man. Oh, dang. Yeah, right. grabs her arm really, really tightly. <laughs> she says, you're hurting me. Yeah, when he grabs her arm... Dakota's grandma instinctively grabs her arm and goes, ooh, that's bringing back too many bad <laughs> memories, Grandpa Austin. But she loves it. She loves him. Uh, 
Grandpa Austin doesn't think that Annie's capable of change. He thinks that she's an irresponsible dodo brain. Turns out he is right. Spoiler 100%. alert. He's right. Whatever. They don't end up being a family. Annie's whatever. Annie's a, a total bust. Bye-bye. Get out of here. I want to know what happened to James Tillman. Like, did he stay with Annie or did he move on? Because he was at the bank. Seems like he was a good guy. I don't think he's the guy. I think it's a different James Tillman. <laughs> it might be. It might very well be. Maybe this was an old guy and she didn't even tell, get to know that. I mean, maybe she just wrote down Cotton Eye Joe and they were like, we're not going to, we don't like that you refer to the guy who knocked you up as Cotton Eye Joe. So we're going to write Please. James Tillman, the billionaire. He's been married a long time ago. <laughs> he loves you a long time ago. <laughs> uh so then so the sweethearts the next day the sweethearts are all leaving and so many dodges are lined up it's just dodge city hey that's a country hey howdy partner that's a country reference um so then uh miss marple is sad because her doofy looking guy she likes is going to chase his ex-girlfriend and like he is cold-blooded. It's clear that Miss Marple wants to jump his bones so bad, and she runs up to him and hugs him and goes, I'm going to miss you. And he goes, all right, then, <laughs> and then leaves. That's literally what he does. That's his line. That's how he says it. He just goes, all right, then, tips his cap and drives off. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, it's that kind of hug where you, like, purposely put too much booby on him. Oh, yeah. And you yeah, yeah. want them to feel the booby. You push your pelvis against theirs so he can go, like, well, I can't really feel. I hope I don't feel a lump there. You go totally crazy. You forgot you were a man. Well, he probably, like, numbs his junk every morning so he doesn't feel anything while his girlfriend's away. He's a bull rider, too, so his junk is already <laughs> yeah. numb. He's just getting pummeled on the back of a bull for months on end. Do you think bull riders numb their junk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, if anyone out there is a bull rider, hey, if anybody works for Tommy Copper and wants to sponsor this show, we'll hawk Tommy Copper like crazy. But if you're a bull rider and you numb your junk, send us an email at pureboyspod at gmail.com. We want to know. Send us pics. What do you use to numb your junk? Do you use, like, Rub A535? Oh, or do you use God. some kind of, like, aftermarket DEET-filled stuff? Probably Ovaltine. <laughs> So they're just dipping their junk in Ovaltine for, like, hours just before they got to ride a bull? Squeezing tiny little tubes of Ovaltine all over their junk. Yeah, you'd have to be very specific about the application, because uh, I'm pretty sure it's good on my skin. I think so. I'm not sure how Ovaltine... I know I've used it before in my mouth when I was in high school to make my mouth all fucked up for fun, but... Really? Yeah, for just for fun. Why not? I didn't know it had that uh, property at all. I Wait. thought you just, like, pulled Ovaltine out as a random. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm not thinking of Ovaltine. What is... There's, like, a numbing thing you can get for your mouth. You put it in your mouth. Oh, and... Ovaltine's a chocolate uh, milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... It's a mix for <laughs> milk. You're right. It is a mix for milk. What am I thinking of, then? Uh, not dentine. That's not it. That's gum. Uh, oh man, let's. Oragel. Oragel. That's what it is. <laughs> it's ten thirty <1030 laughs> at night. <laughs> so you could imagine my surprise when you said people were numbing like, their junk with Ovaltine. Very like <laughs> confidently saying that Ovaltine. Stupid. It's Ovaltine. <laughs> I think Ovaltine should run with it, and that's all I'll say mm -hmm. about that. Would you have honked if you saw the banner that said, Honk if you love cowgirls? 
Uh, no. I would despise them in I real life. I would have honked so much, I would have crashed my car into theirs, <laughs> killing everyone in that convoy. <laughs> oh, no, I can't stop myself. Oh, I thought that sign said honk if cowboys' butts drive you nuts. Oh, God. <laughs> they do. Oh, I'm going to miss you. All right, then. Um... Uh, there's a trouble. And we are not sexualizing these butts. Sorry. No, God, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, we called everyone fudge packers at the start of this episode. It feels like a lifetime ago, but we are not that... sexualizing these butts. That feels like 10 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even, well, well, hey, we're rushing. We are really rushing through this movie at yeah. this point, but we have to. Um, who cares about the stuff about, like, she missed the appointment? Her mom is a total dud. Annie is a total loser. Dakota's mom, Annie, just total loser. She doesn't put gas in her car. Her car runs out of gas. And Annie has the audacity to be like, well, it's not my fault. It's like, well, whose fault is it then? You're the adult. You're the, yeah. one. You're the owner and operator of this motor vehicle. But instead of Dakota just taking it, she, like, spits it right back at her mom. And yeah. is like, yeah, you should have filled your tank. It is your fault. Yeah. Don't don't so she yeah. runs off she just runs down the road and and annie goes well there goes my daughter i guess i'm not gonna chase <laughs> after her i don't care and she has to run like a long way she yeah she just kind of sits in the car mm -hmm. annie yeah, ends well. up, annie ends up moving to arkansas for a job opportunity that doesn't pan out we find out later because of course it doesn't <laughs> what are you doing annie it seems like her whole life is just like yeah, trying to figure it out. That's her whole life. And here's the thing. I knew Annie was trouble from the get-go because everyone drives a Dodge in this movie and Annie drives a Ford, which, as everybody can attest, Ooh. stands for Fix or Repair Daily. So, you know, just like your life, Annie. Fix it or repair it daily. That's the problems you have. Yeah, get that freaking uh, fudge wagon out of here. We don't need no Fords. That's right, yeah. So then Dakota goes home. Yeah. And uh, her parents have a, a ceiling fan on the porch. The open porch. There's a ceiling fan. Bougie. I was really impressed. Did you expect a lot more trick riding to happen at the ranch or, like, training or, like, wise wisdom yeah. from Grandpa? Yeah, I expected any of that. There's none of that. That all comes later, but none of it happens at the ranch. It's her and Brass yeah. falling in love. or But not really. They don't ever do anything about it. They're just like... Oh, oh, he's really cute. I guess if he's the only boy around, I guess he's really cute. Sure. It's mainly about the little girl Summer and Dakota bonding and becoming uh, pretty good friends. Dakota's Summer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dakota's Summer. Wow. It's about it's the whole movie. That's a real mind blower. Well, yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, her parents weren't in the Peace Corps, but I did connect those dots <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> so it turns out that uh, Summer is an orphan. We know that. She lives in an orphanage. Maybe we didn't say that already, but we knew that watching it. So she runs away from the orphanage. She runs all the way down to Texas somehow or wherever Dakota lives, goes to Dakota's house and is like, I don't want to go back to the orphanage. And so Dakota's family's like, I guess we'll adopt you then. And then Dakota uh, wins the trick riding competition. I mean, whatever. Just skip it over. So who cares? Whatever. Is there any? But, 
we get to see trick riding again. She uh, biffs it a couple of times into the fence. Oh yeah, hard that one time. <laughs> I uh, I really wanted them to say they were going to shoot that horse dead. <laughs> yeah, in the training montage, Dakota's horse gets injured, and David Allen Greer is like, "Well, her horse is lame," and I fully expected Miss Marple <laughs> to be like, "I'll get the gun." <laughs> yeah, like what should we? What should we do with this horse? Oh, well, we're definitely going to have to kill it. Well, we're going to sell it for some glue money, I'll tell you that much. We're going to turn <laughs> oh, it into glue money. Yeah, turn it into glue the week and then sniff. Yeah. And then at the very end, she's uh she made a bet with the other com- competitor to Dawn. wear a t-shirt if she loses. Yeah. And if she wins, then they have to become friends again. And Dawn's like, I mean, <laughs> that's a bad bet, but okay, fine. Girl, you even bet bad. Girl, you feel like a woman. Oh, that's Billy sounds... Nutt. Billy Nutt. He was uh, the set director. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Yeah. Oh, wait. What did you think of the scene where where Brass and Dakota and uh Summer are driving around in a do- in a in a Dodge Ram Charger and and they're all just singing she'll be coming around the mountain. Like, Brass is singing it, and then the other two girls are going, toot, toot. Like, how does that start? How does that kind of thing begin in a in a life? Like, we don't see how that begins. We just cut to them, and Brass is going, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. And then the girls go, toot, toot, and they're laughing, and they're having so much fun. And it's like, who started that? Did Brass go like, hey, girls, why don't we sing she'll be coming around the mountain? Like, it... I don't understand how a situation like that could develop organically. It doesn't make any sense to me. Help me, John. Okay. Okay, so I got three reasons. Yes. Uh, bad car gas fumes. <laughs> Good. Uh, crippling silence, mm. and somebody just awkwardly starts singing. Or uh, just good old-fashioned Christian um, good times. Oh, good times. I, I think you're right. I, all of those, I think, are probably the case. How long yeah. were they singing it for? Like, had they just been probably singing Probably the it? whole way. Oh, just so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as he starts the engine. Yep. She'll be. <laughs> and the girls were like, ooh. <laughs> She'll be. Yeah. <laughs> Coming around the mountain when she comes. Toot, toot. I'm already sick of it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, it. I couldn't do it more than that. And those girls I are could've. giggling. I used to sing that song when I was a kid, like a lot. That was really? a permanent fixture in my life for a long time. She'll be riding six wild horses when she comes. Just like high fiving people. I high five <laughs> people all the time when I was a kid. Haven't high fived a person in years. That's heartbreaking, man. You should do you should combine those two things. Well, Walk around singing she'll be coming around the mountain and high fiving people. Well, we usually high five after making love. That's You and I? That's true. Well, yeah. But that's what I call podcasting. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, what did you think of Cowgirls and Angels 2, Dakota Summer? I gotta say, I was clapping during the credits. 
I saw the set director was Billy Nutt. Uh, it was a it was an Oklahoma uh, miracle. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was an Oklahoma City bombing. That's what it was. <laughs> well, it was, it was but a, in a good way. Yeah, it was a smash. It was a graveyard smash. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved the trick riding. That was such a great way to end it and finish it. I thought the characters were okay. The cinematography, I haven't mentioned it in a couple episodes, Mm -hmm. and I've really been wanting to get my uh, thoughts on cinematography. Great. Get your Billy Nutt player. You thought it was great? Yeah, I thought uh, all the scenes made sense. All the uh, acting was pretty decent. Uh, Chrissy Corgan, the um, uh, grandfather, great actor. He can deliver a line and is believable in every scene. Not Chrissy Corgan. Keith Carradine. Yeah, Chris, Christine Gorgon. Then. Keith Carradine. A Carradine. Yes. Okay, um, so what did you think of this movie? I, th- I, I think that this is the high watermark, and all other cowgirl movies will be judged against this one, because this one had everything. Horses, yeah. teen girls, the end. It was perfect. Love. Love. Kinda. A lot about living and a little about love. And adoption. How many of these movies are going to be about adoption, do you think? I think this might be the only one that's about adoption and mini horses. <laughs> you might be right. I'm going to say half. All right. You say half. I say you say potato. I say potato. What Did I ask you what you thought of this movie? Uh, Nope, but it doesn't matter. What do you think of this movie, Mustache? I hate it. The best thing about being a teen girl is getting whoa, whoa, whoa. to have a cowgirl summer. Whoa, What's up? Oh, what? This oh, is the what do you gotta Moors, say? A Christian podcast. Tell me what you God thought of this. I loved it. Change. Okay. Oh, High watermark that will judge all other movies off. Say no more. Cowgirl <laughs> flicks. Whoa, oh, get in the action. Feel the attraction. Horses and teens are what a dream. Whoa-oh, I want to be free, yeah, free to ride some horses. Man, I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song. Recorded in my car. Recorded in my car in the rain.